Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here's your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's September 4th, 2019. It's a Wednesday. And it's not yet the cold and flu edition of Investor's Edge. Uh, But when you travel back from Europe and it takes you 21 hours and you're on a 12-hour flight and then a three-hour flight, you never know what you can possibly pick up. So I'm kind of, sort of, a little bit under the weather. But we'll be okay. Uh, This is a show about you and your buckos and all points in between. We'll do markets, the economy, Washington, D.C., and everything else in between as we always do. Uh, But first, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive or live 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at GaryKolbaum. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary articles. We post if you want to hear what we're doing. We'd like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes every morning free. And our ConvictionLeaders.com email service. ConvictionLeaders.com, ConvictionLeaders.com. One month free. No obligation. Go check it out right there at GaryK.com. All right. So uh, first and foremost, Hurricane Dorian has now uh, passed Florida for the most part. Uh, We lucked out. And it's funny, as I said yesterday, I was hearing people complaining about how it was overdone. And I'm thinking to myself, do these idiots not look to see that this thing was coming west right into Florida with 180 to 200 mile an hour winds? By the way, sustained winds, not just gusts, that if it just decided for whatever reason decided to barrel into Florida. I mean, utter devastation. So no, they did the right thing. Now, Grand Bahama Island, the Abaco Islands, I'm watching video and I'm like, I'm surprised it looks that good. They had those winds for like 38 hours and rain. And I was reading that I think seven people died, which is a tragedy. But I'm thinking to myself, how did not like a thousand people die? Quite amazing. Anyway, it's now headed uh, up the coast of South Carolina, North Carolina, the Outer Banks. And uh, if you're listening around there, oh, by the way, Georgia too, uh, please uh, be careful. One of my uh, favorite places is uh, Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, Figure Eight Island, I believe it's called. I played golf uh, right around there. It's beautiful areas. And somehow they're they're a target for hurricanes, so let's hope uh, not a lot of damage. Still has the same winds of 105 miles per hour. Dorian. Where did they get that name from? Oh, there was a, a woman on One Life to Live, Dorian Lord, I believe her name was. Yes, Dorian Lord. All right, so that's one big story. And again, hopefully uh, not too much harm is done. Hopefully. Hopefully. We use certain terms, uh, one of them being don't blink, when it, that we deal with markets that like we're in right now. Uh, don't blink. And we say that because our job is to measure the markets. Our job is to know what kind of market we're in, whether you can make hay or not. Our job is to figure out where the leadership is. Our job is to figure out where the laggardship is. Our job is to figure out what to avoid. 
Our job is to figure out where to be. But it's also our job to recognize when you're in one of these markets, that's just going to drive you up the wall. Thus, it is imperative to take your time. Do not try to be a hero. Because the market will come to get you. And what do we mean by that? Well, we gapped down yesterday. We finished a little off the lows, but we still down near 300 on the Dow, near 100 on the NASDAQ. The news was this, that, and the other thing. We had a manufacturing number here that was recessionary, amongst other things. Uh, Today, the news was, well, in Hong Kong, the China has backed away. China has backed away from a rule they were going to put in that could extradite any Hong Kongian to China, which kind of sort of was above and beyond what they promised. Now, in case you don't know, China and Hong Kong cut a deal, I believe, was 98. Maybe it was a little before that. Uh, The dude running China was Deng Xiaoping back then, and he came up with this 50-year deal. Uh, One country, two systems, that Hong Kong would be able to be Hong Kong for 50 years. Well, we're in year 22, and China's trying to act like it's year 50. And the Hong Kongians were just not going for it. So we have seen massive amounts of protests, damage done. Now, I disagree with the protests at the airport. You're only hurting yourself and your economy. But I guess they're trying to make a point. Well, China backed away from that one about people being extradited to China if they do something wrong and the market gapped up on that. In fact, the Hang Seng, that is the Hong Kong, up 995 points overnight to 26,523. And that's what had us uh, gapping up today. There wasn't really any other news. Now, keep in mind, Hong Kong has gone from 30,400 last April to where it is today, which is 26,000 at the close, 500. So plenty of work still to do. But that was today's story. There's like a story a day, a news event of a day. I never thought things that happened in China and Hong Kong would move things around. But, but, I think that can be here to stay. Now, there were no news today on the uh, China trade front. The president was out again talking to you like you're stupid idiots, like a good politician does. Tells you that this country is making all kinds of money because of what China's paying. let Let me be nice. He's not telling the truth. Like most politicians, they talk to you like you're an idiot. So the president was doing that today, uh, saying that China needs to make a deal. But it's now where I think in 16 or 17 months, we're hearing the same thing. Oh, if things are going great, China needs to make a deal. Their economy is going into the crapper uh, and blah, blah, blah. But all we know is nothing's getting done. And I got to believe human nature. I have to believe That as we get closer and closer to a pretty important election, that our president, my president, your president, moves the needle and gets something done. That's my guess. When I don't know, what I don't know. My expectation would be a truce. Something that sounds like the end-all, be-all, but isn't. That's my guess. And we'll cross that bridge. Now, the president also said today, if we get a China deal done, the market will go up 10,000 points. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to withhold comment. 
on that statement. Up next, full market wrap. Movers of the day. Much more today. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's day. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kaltbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. It's Wednesday. I, I, I really don't even know what day it is because I just got back on Sunday. And I'm like in another land. And now a little bit under the weather. Oh, well. Uh, the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man. You're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators that work so well. Check it out. Investment-models.com. Well, the Dow market got back what it lost yesterday. Up 237 on the Dow. In the Dow today, nothing up gargantuan, but just about everything up except United Health, which was almost down four. Apple. Boeing up two, Caterpillar up two, DuPont up one, Disney up one, Goldman Sachs almost three, Home Depot one and a half, IBM two, Intel almost two, JP Morgan, eh, buck 30, Microsoft, McDonald's, 3M, Nike, Procter & Gamble, Walgreens and Walmart, all dollars, uh, and two dollars with Travelers, United Tech, and Visa. So just a plethora of things on the move today in the Dow. S&P up 31, NASDAQ 102, NASDAQ 100, 109, the Sox up 41. What do we tell you? Watch the Sox. Now, I must say that when you do have a chance, write these symbols down in the semiconductor land. AMAT, AMAT, ASML, KLAC, LRCX, MU, SLAB, TER, and TXN, Texas Instruments. All of them stayed above the 50-day moving average when things went sour. And now the socks pop back above the 50-day today, which is possibly good news. So just let you know, and and I'll tell you what's weird. Earnings and revenue growth and guidance, not very good for most of these companies. Uh, It's not the news, it's how things react to news. We're just letting you know. Very good action in the semis today, back above the 50-day. Just letting you know. What else? Transport's up 119. Russell 2000 up a smidge, mid-caps up. Uh, Advanced decline's good. Up, down volume, good new highs. Picked up a little bit, but still, as I go through the new highs, yeah. And may I say, utilities, real estate, consumer staples, defensive areas are on the new high list. And as I go through the new high list, you know, besides that, gold and silver. There are a few other names. AT&T is a new yearly high. Comcast, new yearly high. Roku, which we've talked about. Coca-Cola, consumer staples. Walmart. Procter & Gamble, Consumer Staples. Mondelez, Consumer Staples. PepsiCo, Consumer Staples. Housing, D.R. Horton and Invitation Homes. That be the story. A lot of defensive. Now, I will say this. Shake Shack. I don't know what's going on there, but the stock's new high up seven today. That's a one that stands out, especially with earnings down. Revenue, not bad, though. But as I go through things again, a lot of defensive stuff. And we hope that changes. We want growth leadership. Big time growth leadership. And when the market's defensive, it buys defensive. And it's just something to watch. You know, this all this talk about recession and depression. 
which, by the way, we're not there on the recession front. We think we're in the ones on GDP. And I'm no Milton Friedman. But I think there's no chance of recession unless the market tanks because the market's very good at flushing that stuff out. And if the SOX, the semiconductor index, is back above the 50-day, muy importante. The big cap indices as well as the financials held a 200-day moving average on this latest move down, though leadership, you know, not a lot of great leadership. So just letting you know, I would make a bet on tomorrow, whether we gap down or not. And fact of the matter is, I want you to listen carefully on something. You know what the best thing that could happen to the market right now? Nothing. Have a few days of nothingness, quietness. That'd be the best thing going for it. And then jut to the upside. Not a prediction. Just telling you what we'd like to see. Now keep in mind, it is a 100% certainty. A 100% certainty that the Fed's lowering rates. I think it's going to be a half point. And I think the markets are flushing that out too. If they're not, that would be a surprise that could help markets. Keep in mind, they just be playing catch up. Do you realize the 30 years at 1.95? The 10 years at 1.459? Amazing. Cost of capital keeps going down. And that's why interest rate sensitive areas are doing well. Am I surprised by all this? Heck yes. Big time. But we have a bond market, global bond market climactic move. Just be careful. Do you know what a climactic move is? It's a gargantuan move at the end of a cycle, which sucks in the latecomers and then blows their doors off. Don't know what stage of that we're in, but if you go look at a chart of things like Italy bonds, you'll see what I'm talking about. Even though Italy is massively debt-laden, this is all about asset bubbles and greed. People buying in hopes that somebody pay a higher price, regardless of valuation, regardless of anything. And I'm pretty sure you guys know how normally that ends up. Up next, wait till you hear what CNN's doing for the next eight hours. And more on the markets. I'm Gary. This is the one and only Investor Day. America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd has just done its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. Some highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. So uh, I was asked to uh, by a couple of people today to talk about Roku, R-O-K-U. I have Roku at my house. I hardly ever use it. Um, up another 12 today, uh, a couple of analysts raised their target. Uh, Roku gapped up on better sales numbers. They're still losing money, though. And therein lies the question of what's going on. It's got a $19 billion market cap with uh, less than a billion in sales and loses money. So valuation's a joke, as usual. Uh, the short position is up to about 10 million shares on 80 million in the float. I think that's helping. Uh, if you own it, it's a definite keeper. And if you don't, just realize where it's come from. That's all. We're not telling you what to do, how to do it. All we can tell you is you have very strong sales growth. I think they're pretty uh, much a decent acquisition uh, target. 
uh, but whatever's going on is going on there. Some analysts came out with some big, big number the other day. And uh, it's one of those outlier names. I have no place to buy. The last possible place was the gap to the upside on earnings. Gap from 100 to 120. And four weeks later, it's 169. Quite amazing. Now, I want to bring up a few things. Uh, I've done this before, but I must do it again because we all get to make our choices and our decisions. And that's on what are we going to buy, what are we going to sell? Are we going to do anything? And that's whether it's art, stocks, houses, whatever, Hershey bars. But one of the things I have told you in the past months is how the bar was lowered on all these initial public offerings. Sent to me by a few different people that nine out of the 10 IPOs of the last year lose money. Some lose a lot of money. And all we have said to you is this. Number one, know the valuations. Number two, pick your poison. And number three, watch stock price. Now, number three is actually number one, but you get the point. Watch stock price. And we noted for you how we absolutely, positively, indubitably thought that these valuations were a joke. And you were getting scammed. Gary, what do you mean getting scammed? Well, Wall Street has its way of trying to gin up all kinds of excitement around Answer is no. Well, they were selling you $5 bills for $10. And little old me, little old me, I'm no genius genius, was able to say, just letting you know, valuation's a joke. And how do we figure out valuation? Well, just we go back to the norm, N-O-R-M, of uh, the sector, but also, is the company making money or losing money? Is business accelerating or decelerating and all that crap? And I'm bringing it up today again because there was this hot IPO that came out. Slack Technologies. Simple work. And I believe they did it, a, a self-IPO. All I know is it was 42 bucks the day of the open. And it closed today at 31 And all I know is they just reported earnings and it's down to 26 bucks after the close. That's all I know. And, and, they lost money. And, they say they're going to continue to lose money. Not just for this coming quarter, but for all of 2020. So, just letting you know, the two monsters that came out, Uber, $45 deal, never even got going. It's 32 today. 13 bucks on 1.7 billion shares. That's a lot of market cap that's lost from IPO. So nobody's making money, and they lost a measly $3.12 a share. And believe it or not, they had the grapefruits to tell Wall Street, we don't know when we're going to make any money. Uh, but worse off was Lyft. Another big money loser, $72 deal. They opened up at 88 Closed that day at 79 So everybody in the uh, secondary market lost money that first day if they bought it to open. It's 46 
It's 46. And it still has a $14 billion valuation. Uber still has a $55 billion valuation, and they're never going to make any money. So again, and by the way, I can spend the next few minutes telling you about a hundred other IPOs that came out that are so damn underwater. Do you notice nobody's discussing them? Do you notice that? Do you notice Wall Street isn't talking about IPO land and the last year? Nobody's discussing the gains that would have made in the last year. Oh, that's right. There weren't any. Everybody's losing their rear end. So again, pick your poison. Don't depend on Gary. Do some legwork. Just do some legwork. And it will not be hard to figure out. And when we tell you money-losing companies will pay stiff prices in the market, ultimately, we mean it. I was looking at the Shockwave Medical earlier today. It was a $17 deal. went to 68 bucks. It's back to 35 but you still double at IPO. The company has $25 million in sales with a billion-dollar market cap, 40 times sales. And, oops, loses money. In fact, they lost $40 million bucks on $40 million of sales. Excuse me, $28 million of sales. I don't know. Maybe they should start selling weed because I heard margins are much better with the weed. So again, we'll keep doing this if they keep doing this to you. But don't let them do this to you. Do some homework. And if something has got a $20 billion market cap with $100 million in sales and loses money, you've got to have the wheels turning inside the head. I know. Very often, markets get out of hand and things get bought up like Tilray. Remember that one? Tilray went from nothing to 300. It's back to 30. We told you 250. It's worth 10 bucks. We're getting there. Cannabis. Again, do some work. Up next on the edge, this, that, the other thing, whatever else. I'm Gary. Thanks for being here. You're listening to. What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge with Gary Kaufbach. CNN right now, and all the way, I believe, to midnight, is bringing on all the Democratic presidential candidates to talk about the climate crisis. Good on them. The climate crisis. Interesting. And it's even more interesting that all their answers to fix the climate, you listening? Your wallet.
It is imperative. It is imperative that you recognize going back to the snake oil salesmen of the West and who knows how far back they were con men and women. It's always simple for them. Create something and make them pay for that. Create something and make them pay for it. And what they usually create is something that either is so far untrue or cannot do anything about, but they say they can. 30 some odd years ago, we were told under no uncertain terms, we had global cooling. Anybody who argued with the scientists, all of them supposedly, anyone who argued, didn't know what they were talking about because they told us all the pollution would block the sun leading to global cooling. Well, that didn't work. So let's go to global warming. Global warming. But something happened on the way to global warming. We had a few years where the globe did not warm. How to explain? Change the marketing. What kind of marketing can we do that we can never be wrong? Climate change. Brilliant. If it's cold out, it's climate change. If it's hot out, it's climate change. If there are no hurricanes, it's climate change. If there are hurricanes, it's climate change. If there's a small hurricane, it's climate change. If there's a big one, ooh, that's really good for them. And there's no far-fetchedness they won't go. They actually use terminology like, we have to do something to prevent hurricanes. Really? Prevent hurricanes. Interesting. Stop hurricanes. The grapefruits on these people. Remember, the bigger the lie. So they're trying to tell us if we give them more money, we will be able to stop hurricanes and floods and the cold and the hot and the hot and the cold. Just give them more money. But we also have another part of the equation. They're usually full of crap and easy to see. How can somebody tell us that we have to do something about our carbon footprint and then they go on a private jet that take them to a yacht? But they do it and they don't care. And what else do the con artists do? They tell you what's going to happen in the future. And when it doesn't happen, they forget about it. 13 years ago, Al Gore said we had 10 years. Now they're telling us we have 12 years and we're supposed to believe them now, even though the first guy, and he's the henchman, you get my point? So CNN is have them on there, and they're not talking about the environment. And that's take more of your money. Ladies and gentlemen, don't let them. Just so you know, the market's taking care of itself. There is a green movement out there. Corporations, big, small, are caring about it. Individuals are caring about it more than the Bernie Sanders of the world who flies private jets. So for you on there that are believing in this stuff, climate change happens. There's extreme weather and there's not extreme weather. We're not arguing that as a hoax. We're arguing them as a hoax. 
They're the hoax. The people are the hoax. The snake oil salespeople are the hoax because every one of them has one goal in mind is to take their greasy, grimy, sleazy, slimy hands and put them in your pocket and take out what you got and they will do nothing for the climate. Think about it. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. When you get home, do like we do. Simple. Make sure you hug your children. Not now, y'all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash S-T-O-O-L-A-N-D-E-R.